0: Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for the chance to be together tonight and we ask you to bless us, continue to bless us, Lord, speak through your word to our hearts, God, and may we leave here different than we came in. And it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Good evening. Good evening. If you need your notes for tonight, would you raise your hand if you don't have your Clayton and Brandon, experts at note passing out, will get you your notes. Everybody in the balcony, good? Well, I see some of you, you're not good, but do you have your uh, PV? Do you have your notes? Well, it is great to see all of you here and those who are watching online. We welcome you and thank you for being here, uh, being with us online. And what a good crowd tonight. I hope everyone is doing well. We have one more week after tonight on the Holy Spirit. Next week, we're going to talk about speaking in tongues, which is, uh, along with the healings and miracles, is probably the the most controversial topic. topics you can get into because there's some strong disagreements uh, in a lot of ways. We're going to try to find a biblical balance to the truth on the issues. So hope you can you can be here and be a part of that. But tonight we're talking about healings and miracles. And I think you're going to agree with me. Everyone loves miracles and healing, especially if the miracle happens for you, correct? And you love healings, especially if it it's you or someone you love who is healed, right? So, I mean, these are, these are deeply, this is more personal probably than speaking in tongues in a lot of ways because all of us at some point need a miracle. All of us at some point need healing or somebody in our life does. So, let's look at this this evening. We're going to talk about what does the Bible say about the gift of healing. Now, we're talking about the spiritual gifts Several weeks ago, one of those gifts was healings, and one of those was miracles. So we're going to talk about, about healing, and we're going to talk about it in the context of the spiritual gifts of healing and, and more than that. Plenty of opinions on this, this subject. Two, two extremes are this, that God always heals, if you have faith, and that uh, somebody, whoever has that gift, can heal at will. The other extreme is just as opposite, that healing and someone having the gift of healing ended in the first century. A theological system called dispensationalism would probably believe that part of it. And to me, both of those extremes are wrong. Do you you want to accept that God doesn't heal anymore? You haven't lived very long. You haven't prayed very much, if you believe that. If you believe that everyone's going to be healed who has faith or that some person has the ability just to heal at will, I'm afraid you might be a little naive on that subject too. But let's begin with this. God is a healer. Amen. God is a healer. This is the key. God is a healer and the healer. God is a healer and the healer. God can use others in the healing process. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9, if you remember back six, seven weeks ago, 1 Corinthians 12, this was spiritual gifts. One person has the gift of faith by the same spirit to another, the gifts of healing by the one spirit. Healing very simply means cure, means a cure or to be cured. In the context here, God is talking about the spiritual gift of healing. And apparently, what he's saying here is some have, had, have the gift of healing. God uses others in the healing process. Now, I think this is important. Does this mean some have the the gift to heal at will? And I I think the answer to that is no. I love what Charles Stanley said because what you see a lot of times on TV it would make you think that a preacher or two has the ability to heal anybody who believes they can be healed and Charles Stanley's comment was why don't they just go to the hospitals it's a good point isn't it why have a crusade and take up an offering (laughs) why not just go to the hospitals I would say this, doctors and nurses and medicine also are a huge way God heals. It's very interesting, Paul had Luke travel with him. Do you know what Luke's profession was? He was a physician, isn't that interesting? And Paul apparently had some health issues. Paul laid hands on people and saw them healed too, but he traveled with a physician. God is a healer, God can use others. I don't understand it, but I do believe some people at times may have the gift of being used by God to bring healing to someone. I do think doctors, medicine, and nurses. Where's Will? Will, where are you? Are you hiding? There you are. Will's a pretty good healer. Gerald Jordan's probably a pretty good healer for those tech athletes too. Give you a third thought here, and this is important. Not everyone is healed. Is it because of a lack of faith? How many of you have ever heard that they were not healed because they didn't have enough faith? Okay. Only five of us, but that's good. Some of you are getting cultured tonight, right? You know what? That can be true. In Mark chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, listen to what Jesus, this is reporting about Jesus. And because of their what? <laughs> unbelief, he could not do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. For wh- Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. It's impossible to connect with God without faith. Faith is a part of, of healing. But I think there's some thoughts here that are real helpful along with that. Even with great faith, we are all going to die. Did you know that? And Will or any of y'all can correct me after church if you need to, but I don't think there's ever, ever uh, medical records, death certificate that says died of old age. I mean, that's what, when you're a kid, that's you want to live to be 150 and just, right? Something stops working. There is a physical, listen, do I believe God heals? Absolutely. Do I believe apparently there are people who God can use at times to heal others? Absolutely. Are you going to die and I'm going to die unless Jesus comes back first? Absolutely. So at some point, now I've heard the cop out. Well, they died. They've gone to heaven. They're healed. <laughs> that's comforting. You're praying for somebody to be healed and they die? Oh, they're, they're healed now. That's almost a, worth a kick in the backside, isn't it? It's a Christian kick, of course, but that's not good. Also, very simply, everyone is not healed all the time. How many of you believe that Paul had faith to be healed? Do you know Paul, God used Paul with the gift of healing from time to time. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9 is a very crucial passage. Paul says, to keep me from becoming conceited because of the great revelation I had, a thorn was given me in the flesh. I used to hear old men say, I think that was a bad wife. I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from coming, conceited three times. And I don't think that means three simple prayers. I think that means passionate seasons of prayer. I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Some people think it was his eyes. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul was not healed. Paul got to a point where he understood why he wasn't. 2 Timothy 4.20 is a sneaky little verse. It's a hard verse to read. Erastus remained at Corinth, and I left Trophimus, who was ill at Miletus. Now, why didn't Paul heal Trophimus? Any takers? Paul prayed and people were healed, but apparently not every time. This is important stuff to be right on. It really is. So how should we approach healing? Believe God can and does heal. See, Baptists, we throw the baby out with the bathwater because we don't want to not understand. So we say, God, if it's your will, heal them. There's nowhere in the Bible it says, pray, God, if it's their will, heal them. I want to tell you, if you're deathly sick and you want me to pray for you, I'm going to pray that you're going to be healed. I'm going to get you to the doctor, (laughs) and we're going to get you medicine and do everything we can. I'm going to pray for you to be healed. And if you're not, we will accept that as God's will if we've done everything we could. But man, listen. We got to pray and believe God can do it. Hebrews 13:8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus did not stop healing at the end of the first century. Pray believing God will bring healing. Mark 11:24. Whatever you ask in prayer, be wishy-washy that you have received it, and maybe it'll come. Is that what your Bible says? Get your new Bible. Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Go see the doctor and enlist others to pray for you and help you. I don't understand how it works, but I understand this. If we show up on Sunday morning not expecting God to do much as a church, he's probably not. But if we're praying, believing God's going to show up, it's amazing how many times He shows up and we experience Him. This Arthur Blessed—do any of you know that name? Arthur Blessed was a man in the '70s that literally carried a cross around the world. I mean, the seven—he went around the world carrying a cross. Said God told him to do it. He was in Africa. And a blind man was brought to him, and they asked Arthur to pray for this man to be healed. Arthur blessed, said, we laid hands on him, we prayed, and the man was healed. He said, it was miraculous. God used me. God healed this man. It was miraculous. But here's what he said happened the very next day. As he continued to walk, another man was brought to him who was blind. And they said, "Uh, we've heard how God used you. Would you lay hands on this man and pray for him to be healed? And he did. He prayed. Nothing happened. He begged. He said, my faith was not any less than it was the day before. He said, I cried. I pleaded with God. And he wasn't healed. He said, I can't explain that but I understand that's part of the world that we live in. Man, don't doubt that God can heal, but don't fall off on the extreme that God's going to heal every time because you and I snap our fingers or even that we believe He, he will. Y'all are looking at me weird. Does this make sense? It's really important. It, it really is important because we can, I mean, years and years and years ago, Dealing with the situation at the church I was pastoring in. A little child was born with a lot of problems, very sick, and and some people that didn't go to our church went there and prayed and said the child was healed. And two months later the child was dead and they came and said he's healed now. And I you know, I was twenty-four year old pastor today, I would have probably go see him and say, Hey, by the way, don't ever, don't ever go to my church members again. <laughs> It just devastating these people. Pray believing God can heal, but don't make promises that you can't carry out. And most of the time, you and I can't carry those out. Make sense? And the gift of healing, it does exist. I don't believe it's a gift that, that someone can display like the gift of teaching, where they can get up and do that day in and day out. What does the Bible say about miracles and the gift of Miracles. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, it says, To another faith, by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing, by one spirit, to another the working of miracles. All these are obviously, there's some tie-in here. The word miracle means able, our power, our energy. Miracles happen when people are healed, correct? But miracles are more than healing, aren't they? If Jesus goes walking across Lake Darbone, is that a miracle? It is. And some of your friends who've been drinking may have heart attacks that are out on the lake that day, but it's a miracle. Remember Sunday? Do any of y'all remember Sunday church? Whoa. Well, I was going to preach the same sermon again if y'all have already forgotten it. When Jesus takes a sack lunch and feeds 12,000 people, that's a miracle, isn't it? Jesus walked out of the tomb, that's a miracle. So miracles are more than healing. They certainly include them. Number one, God is a miracle-working God. You just casually read the Bible and you see this. In fact, I would challenge you just to read Genesis 1 and you see a miracle-working God. You know anybody else that can speak and things come into place no, you, you don't. And I, we won't look at it again, Jamie, but remember Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. So the miracle working God has not changed. God can use others to bring miracles. That verse 10 we just saw, to some the gift of miracles. Maybe a few people have this gift. I'm not sure I know anybody who has this gift. AND THIS ALSO WOULD APPEAR NOT TO BE A GIFT THAT COULD BE USED ANY TIME SOMEONE WANTED TO DO IT LIKE A MAGIC SHOW. THIS IS VERY IMPORTANT too. 1 CORINTHIANS 12 7. IT SAYS TO EACH ONE THAT IS GIVEN THE MANIFESTATION, THE GIFTS OF THE SPIRIT FOR WHAT? THE COMMON GOOD. NOW THIS CAN HAPPEN WITH A PREACHER, IT CAN HAPPEN WITH A SINGER, IT could CERTAINLY HAPPEN WITH SOMEONE WHO HAD THE GIFT OF HEALING OR MIRACLES AT TIMES. IT CAN BECOME ABOUT WHAT? about them. But spiritual gifts were given to glorify Jesus, to bless the church, and to bless other people and help people find Christ. That's why they were given, including the gift of miracles. Miracles do not always happen. Sometimes they don't happen because of our lack of faith. I love Matthew 21, 22 whatever you ask for in prayer you will receive if you have faith now that has to be conditioned with other scriptures too we're not going to look at this whole chapter but in acts 12 don't have time to look at it but let me tell you what happened this is a chapter where peter remember peter's in prison and the church is praying for him to get released you remember it's a funny it's really funny and an angel comes and gets peter out of jail peter thinks he's dreaming Basically, when they get to the street, the angel has to kind of kick him and say, get, get out of here. And Peter realizes he's not dreaming. Peter goes, this is so great. Reggie, these had to be Baptist. He goes to the house where they're praying for him to be he, he delivered. He knocks on the door. A girl answers the door, and it's Peter, and then just basically shuts the door. <laughs> but we're like that, and we pray for a miracle to happen, and when it happens, we're like, oh, I can't believe that. And they let him in and it just, it's just great it, and you know what happened, though, right? At the same time, James, the brother of John the disciple, was beheaded. Why did God rescue Peter then and not James? It's a great miracle for your Peter, isn't it? If you're James's wife, unless you really didn't like him, that's a bad deal. A little humor there, you get that? But God's in control, isn't he? We don't understand how that plays out, but we know it. How should we approach miracles? Be be aware of anyone who claims to be able to heal anyone and everyone or do a miracle at any point. Don't lose sight that our God can and does do miracles. I want to really challenge you on your prayer life and your faith. Pray, believing, and expecting miracles. This isn't in the notes, but did you, you know what the greatest miracle, besides the resurrection, you know what the greatest miracle that happens is? It's a person being saved. That's the greatest miracle. That's the only eternal miracle. That a person could walk in here Sunday lost on their way to hell and leave here, saved, justified, born again, forgiven of their sins, and on their way to heaven for eternity. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. I want to read to you briefly two stories, recorded stories. These come from real good sources. One was a a Muslim girl in North Africa. She became a Christian. This was probably 25 years ago. Her father was an Islamic ruler, so she expected to lose her inheritance because of her conversion. She actually changed her name to Christian, and when she came home to talk to her parents, her dad exploded. Her father and her brother stripped her naked, bound her in a chair fixed to a metal plate, which they were going to electrocute her. I won't read all this, but basically she said, can I have my Bible? And they said, you can have your false book. And she held it four times. They plugged things into the wall, but it shorted out and it never electrocuted her. Angry and very frustrated, they took her naked and threw her out in the street. Middle of the day. So she ran a mile or two. It's a busy area, screaming, naked, humiliated. She got to a friend's house, took her in, let her sleep, fed her. The next day, she asked her friend, what were people saying about seeing me running through the streets naked? She said, naked? She said, they didn't understand why a girl in such a beautiful white dress seemed so distressed that God had covered her nakedness to protect her. That's a miracle. Oklahoma City, back 1999, there was a horrible tornado that hit there and a lady named Sherry Conley said her husband and her two sons huddled in a hallway linen closet, begged God to protect them. The tornado hit And when the storm was passed and they opened the closet, the only thing left standing of the home was the closet they were in. Well, friend, if you were in that closet, that was a miracle, wasn't it? No question about it. God can and still does miracles. But I want to challenge you, you trust God when the miracles don't come. Paul eventually was beheaded. Peter, who was rescued, was eventually crucified. Express your sadness and frustration. Listen, be honest and real with God. Don't be a fake. But hold on to Jesus' hand all the way. This is not a cop-out. I've said this a couple of times on Sunday morning recently with our series about miracles and sermons. Sometimes the greatest miracle can happen inside of us when the outward miracle does not happen. Paul knew that when God didn't heal him, he had a bigger purpose to work through that pain in his life. If you like to read, or if you don't like to read, here's a great book on miracles. It's called The Case for Miracles by Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel is the one that wrote the book Case for Christ and The Case for Faith and some of those. But this is a great book written by a lawyer who does not dodge the tough questions. And he interviews people who were Christians, who said they were Christians, are now agnostics. And, but he also, man, he gives story after story about documented miracles that do still take place. Man, I find it so comforting if we can get the right balance. Yes, God does apparently use people to heal and do miracles. But all healings and miracles ultimately, even if they come through Justin's hands, it's from God. And I'm so thankful that when we pray and when we reach out, that we know we have a God who is able and capable. Doesn't always play out the way we want it to, but we have a God who still is in the miracle and healing business. And we never need to back away from that. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me for a moment. We're not going to give a come forward invitation. But if you want to give your life to Christ tonight, we'll certainly help you with that after church. Or you want to join the church, we'll help you do that. Maybe... Maybe there is someone in your life that needs to be healed. Pray that God will heal them. You do, do your part. Get them to the doctor. Get them all the help you can get. God's given us those gifts. Maybe there's a miracle you need. Ask God for that miracle. He may work it out a different way, and you may look at it five years from now that man, that was a miracle. A bigger miracle than what I was even expecting. But pray and ask God for that miracle, that help you need in your life. Jesus, thank you that you are the same today that you've always been. God, I thank you 10,000 years from now when we're with you in heaven, you'll be the same then that you are today. We love you and we praise your name, Jesus. Amen.